When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Hey, beautiful ones. Did you miss the friend zone and getting grown family reunion live stream in partnership with Target? Well, you're in luck. You can watch the playback right now at youtube.com forward slash loudspeakers network. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. Welcome one, welcome two, and welcome three to the Friend Zone, your <laughs> weekly look at all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene, because who in the heck this week <laughs> wants a musty brain? This here's a special episode, that okay? That hit me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> See, this here thing's a special episode, okay? Wait, it's presented hashtag, by the good folks at Target. Hashtag, <laughs> sorry, Target. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I am on my P's and my Q's as well. Yes. Because I am not going to be caught out here like I was over the weekend. The hashtag is and will forever be sorry target. sorry, target. But yeah, thank you, Target, for sponsoring this special bonus episode of the Friend Zone uh, for everyone's ears and some people's eyes to enjoy. <laughs> this week, we're going to uh, take a couple of questions and we're going to, you give us the cues, we're going to give you the A's, okay? And so that's why we put out that call earlier in the week for you, you guys to email us questions that you have for us, ask us anything you wanted to know, and we will actually be foolish enough to answer. So... <laughs> Uh, we will be answering, but yes, not all of them, because y'all sent in a lot of questions, lots and lots of types was, of things. Hello, I was telling the guys, I was like, um, I think we're going to have to split this in half, where we <laughs> have the more edgy episode, part two, another time. Because, you and know, I'm not going to say what the one cool. question was. Oh, my God. But you know who you are. <laughs> And that's all I'm going to say. You know who you are and you know what you asked us. And we're going to address it at a later date. Okay, so not today for you waiting. Right. But today, you guys, but also thank you because it was so many. There were so many questions trying to sort through them and, and try to create the best episode possible. It was actually pretty challenging because they were so good. So let's get started. And thank you because essentially... Our listeners are producing today's episode of The Friend Zone mm-hmm. in partnership with Target. How awesome is that? So I think we should start a little bit light. First of all, look at this. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> well, who in the world? And these are just it, the uh, questions that we can answer. So you can imagine. <laughs> I basically just scrolled and showed the guys how many questions. We're going to try to get through as many as we feel comfortable with today and whatever's left over, like I said, we'll have a part two. So let's start with something light, just to kind of get the blood flowing. I'm going to go into the group questions. We had individual questions question. and right and group questions. So let me see what's a good warm up because they're all pretty intense. <laughs> um, okay, Leah asks, do y'all prefer Sour Patch Kids or Swedish fish? I don't eat either. <gasps> I don't Ooh. eat either. I've always felt like Swedish fish was just a bunch of red nothing. And then, you know, Sour Patch Kids just look like a bunch of ashy gummy bears. <gasps> so I've actually never eaten any either of them. Oh, my reported, God. Reported, reported for harassment and foul language. <laughs> 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 OMG. Yeah, both oh. of them, really. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if I had to choose one over the other, I guess it would be Swedish fish because I can't take sour stuff all of the time. But definitely both for me because I love me just a chewy gummy something with a sweet mm. or a tart, just something. Mm. 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 I want something. And then, and then, okay, do you ever do that thing where whether it's the, the sour patch or the Swedish fish, you just let it sit in your on your tongue and kind of like melt, melt a little bit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
the best part. It's the best part. When you do the slow burn with it, that's like my favorite. Ooh. Yeah, because you don't want to risk getting it caught in your teeth. So sometimes, you know, you got to let it melt on your tongue a little bit, you know, save And we a little older now, too. You know, my teeth ain't what they used to be. (laughs) Oh, and so you, and you know, you're going to have to keep you a little snack in the bag, okay? Oh, my God. We so old. (laughs) Okay, so. So, uh, Shauna asks, what is your favorite Mariah Carey song? Ooh, um. I already know my answer for mine. Hold on. I wow. Play it uh, I ooh. Can, but. Let me see, because it's something off the first album. I can't, I just, it's, it's Mine is my straight head. up the roof, period. The That's end. Paula Abdul. <laughs> oh, straight up. <laughs> straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, oh. The Roof. You know what? No song love, is better than that. I love The Roof. Mob That's on that Mob Deep beat. Yes, yeah. the video. Like, come on. That was bad. It just felt so New York. It had that summertime feel that y'all know I'm obsessed with. Just like her with those jeans. And she just looked so mm. good in that video. She was like so chill. And then you had the dudes like. Perfect song, perfect visual. So that's probably my favorite. I mean, it's hard to pick. I'm a lamb, so I love every song. I like Mariah Can't Let song. Go. Ooh, okay. You Can't Let Go is like one of my favorites. Yeah, that when she sang that live back in the day, and her hand would be handing, and her finger would be fingering, <laughs> like Mariah was singing that. Um, and then she has a song on that Rainbow album called Bliss. It's like an album cut that I not a lot of Bliss. people know about it. I love Bliss. Bliss is an incredible, incredible song. So I love Mariah Carey, for real. I love Mariah Carey. Period. Love, I wonder what she's going to release next. Mm. Uh, love... I'm sorry. I love. I'm a hood rat too, so it's like I love like you know the honey remix. I love that video so much, and then I also really love the camera one because I love that video so much. But I, if I had to pick like an era, I guess because it was like our high school prom theme, it was for uh, We Belong Together. Like that whole album. Oh, yeah. That was just like a great. The emancipation. Yeah, it was like a great reintroduction that we didn't know that we needed, but so well deserved. So, like, that uh, song just was so good. Amazing. That whole album was, was phenomenal. That project. Um, she has a song on there called Circles that it's called, oh no, Mine Again. Be mine or mine again, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And it literally, when she sings the chorus, it sounds like the feeling that you get if a feeling has a sound. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the feeling you get when you're going down the first drop on a roller coaster when she hits that oh. chorus and she just starts soaring. It's crazy. And I tell so y'all I love, all I love the time, that song, uh, We Belong Together, was the same summer as Bobby V when he was oh, so yes, down. Yes, I just yes, want to get. Yes, so those yes. two songs always like are like a duo in my brain because of how much they were played in New York radio. And when you have songs in New York radio, that means people are blaring them from speakers in front of shops, you know, in the hood or just people's cars rattling, playing them. So anytime I think of that song, I think of Bobby V, which is really funny, but just beautiful New York summers. I will always get Bobby album. I will always get Bobby V a season. Always. 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 <laughs> if nothing else for anonymous alone. Hello. Spending my whole time looking for a special lady to save me. Guess I'll never be satisfied. Oh Bobby B. I wish I could so, sing like that. Are y'all ready to get into maybe a, a couple of the individual questions? Asante. <laughs> I didn't uh. say yes. <laughs> No, I realized you didn't even answer. I'm like, Asante. I didn't say <laughs> Bring it on. Come on. So Lauren asks, I'm, I'm going to give you a heavy hitter. Out of the three of you, you talk least about love. When was the last time you were in love? Wow. Ew, 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 ew. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, friend. Oh, friend. Like a cop car. <laughs> you know, you know, why, why, why somebody said during their, during Pride Month in June, they had the New York City police cars with like the rainbow logo where it said Stop NYPD. It. Why is somebody going to say that's how the sirens sound <laughs> on that car like the like that Bobby Valentino song? They said that's how the sirens sound. <laughs> <laughs> Low key, they should have done that. Had a sound um, playing from the car. <laughs> <coughs> like a cop, cop. 
Um, <laughs> earlier, I want to say earlier in the pandemic, there was a, something special that happened. So early last year, uh, somebody, I missed this memo. Really? Yes. Uh, yes. That makes me so happy, and I can't wait to ask you who. Okay, because you know, yeah. Okay, because I I answered Lauren's question, and that's it. Yeah, that's so I like keeping sweet. my. Okay. I, I like sharing, but I have a hard time sharing. So there right. are certain things that I don't share because I don't want to fuck it up. Within your comfort, within your comfort, yes. all the questions. Absolutely. And let's also do a thing where if there's a question you don't want to answer, y'all already know. You just say pass, pass the read. <laughs> Passwords, well, you know, Kia, you ain't got to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dustin, Jessica asks, Have you no. shot? <laughs> <laughs> have you shot your shot at Mr. Elijah Blake yet? If you listen to the binge on Patreon, you know where Everybody this is coming needs from. to grow up here, okay? <laughs> And no, I haven't shot my shot because I'm an in-person, I'm an in-person kind of guy. So mm-hmm. I haven't shot my shot yet. But if I ever roll up on them, um, I'm going to let the chopper sing. Oh, come shoot on. Shot, I want to shoot. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, let me see. I'm trying to see some of mine. Um, yeah, some of these we can't answer on this show. Uh, <laughs> And the fact that you still included them makes me just so interested. Because I want to keep them. I want to like, keep them around us because we're going to do part two. Version a preview. Asante, any transparent tips for thriving in New York? Do you feel physically, emotionally, financially, and spiritually content? And that's from Syasia. Ooh, uh, New York's heartbeat is too loud for me to ever feel content in this city, <laughs> like mm. with anything. I but uh, that's not, that. it's not a bad thing. I think that was why I moved here because I always wanted to be kind of driven. I, not that I always needed to be doing something just to like busy, just to be busy, but I wanted to be somewhere where I wasn't just going to be comfortable with the way things are. Um, and I could always, there's always opportunity here. Like even in what we do now, like if we were to stop or if we just decided to expand, there are 10 other things that we could do because there's so much opportunity in this city. It's just a matter of being able to actually do those things. But um, yeah. spiritually, all that content, I'm I'm literally never content, like ever. <laughs> but that's just because of how I am. I'm always excited for the future, whether it's good or it's bad. And I I think I made peace with whatever bad is supposed to be a long time ago, like long before I moved to New York. But that's all upon me managing expectations. So New York has not disappointed. It has done nothing but given me life, and I've done nothing but thrive in it. So it's an A plus plus. Aw, I love that. Okay, Dustin. Who? No. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. No, I'm just playing. Okay. Adriana asks, who or what has influenced your humor the most? You have such a specific humor, and I can tell you grew up around older black folks. (laughs) First of all, rude. (laughs) But second of all... (laughs) (laughs) She said you sound like an old-ass man. Right, like... (laughs) Ain't nobody heard your uh, motor oil voice having self-talk. <laughs> no. Anyway. No, I'm no, just playing. She went to no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just think that I have always loved comedy. I watched all of the um, old school sitcoms like Sanford and Son, The Jeffersons, A Good Times, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> old black movies, Harlem Nights. Uh, my brother, my brother is a huge influence on my comedy because I did nothing but listen to him and my cousins and his friends go back and forth for days on end growing up. Um, and so that's just the stuff that's funny to me. Everything is funny to me. Everything is funny to me. We have been in so many situations where (laughs) we were not supposed to laugh and and have had some of the best (laughs) laughs we have ever had at things that were not even supposed. I'm not even talking about things that. Like, say you somewhere and, I don't know, like a baby, you know, takes a dump on somebody's shoulder. Or like, that's, you know, that's funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you're going to laugh at that. Things. Very obscure things. Remember the other night, Asante, when we were at Crystal's house and we were watching that show? <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, okay, so just yesterday, she forgot that she said that. 
So anyway, we had a we had an experience a couple of nights ago where we watched a television show. And Not I just the one started... y'all were watching when we were leaving. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, no. We were we watched a show after okay, that. Okay, okay, got you. After that, we watched another show, and I just started offering commentary on the show. Like, whatever. Like I just started literally commentating the show. And me and Asante and Kia. Oh Lord. So hard. And none of it was supposed to be funny whatsoever, but we were just catching all these things, these nuances in the show. And look at Asante laughing Already right down. now. All I know is just like how we were laughing at that event on Saturday when we got together at Crystal's house, it was like the same thing. Like if we did our version of the couch watching shows, because whenever it's Kia, specifically Kia and Dustin in a room oh, commenting the dynamic on black duo. television. <laughs> Add Crystal to the mix who don't know what's going on and it's just throwing and in. Toya. Oh, and oh, Toya. Oh, 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 oh. You can't Toya. Toya. She's yeah. so funny, bro. I, I, when I first saw Toya, I said, I feel like it's my birthday because I just knew it was about to be a good time. And, and you no, know why she's so funny? Because she don't try to be funny. She don't she try. Legit Natural. Don't, she's just talking and we be laughing. She be like, what? Why y'all laughing? Because she mean everything she's saying. She's so funny. It's also just her way to speak. Okay. Um, That was a good one. Aaron asked me, am I feeling any anxiousness or nervousness about my upcoming move and being so far away from everyone? How did I know I was ready? And am I afraid of being away from loved ones? That's three questions. (laughs) Well, you know, they're going to squeeze them in there. Um, I am not afraid of being away from loved ones because it's not my first time. Uh, I'm also almost 40. Like, you know, I'm not like a young spring chicken that's like, my mommy, you know, like I love my mom. We have have an awesome relationship. Um, But I've lived, you know, I've lived uh, in Ohio for college, in Brazil for a year. I lived in Atlanta for two years, which is where me and Sante and India Sean connected. Um, I lived in LA for about a year and a half. Like I've bounced around a couple places uh, where I think this move is going to be different is that I don't foresee it being like a short term thing. Like the other places I oh. knew there was an expiration, but with Portland, I feel like this is a, a, a up an uprooting, like a real uprooting. Like I'm not keeping an apartment in New York. It's not going to be a bounce back and forth thing. Even though I still want to feel Portland out and see how my energy and Portland's energy work, which is why I'm moving there just to like try something new, try something different. Um, And I'm open. I don't know that I'll come back to New York, but also it's one of those things you can never say never. Like life takes you so many directions and I'm someone that I'm not rigid in that sense. Like I just am going with what feels right right now. And I'm, and my woo-woo-ness is deepening and I just want to be like, I want to be closer to nature. When people ask me like, why are you moving to the Pacific Northwest is because it's so beautiful. Like you 20 minutes, 15 minutes away from waterfalls, hikes, kayaking. And that's like the kind of activity and connection that I want to start, um, fortifying in my life you know being able to just like have that kind of access and all those resources and you can't have that in new york we got chocha beach (laughs) we got (laughs) you know coney island's cool but i mean it's like the central park prospect park love them all but i want a different deeper connection and that's really why i'm going i'm not scared also i'm not the only one that's moving you know, I think we all have, our friend group has had this beautiful time so many years living in the same city, but it's already started changing. Cheska Lee left to L.A., you know, then XD bounced to L.A., I'm headed to Portland, and there's like three other people in our friend group that are considering some moves as well. So it's like everyone is just going in their different directions and going where their career paths and their personal pulls and callings um, you I know asked what it feels like? Mm-hmm. It feels like uh, when you're like leaving high school, or I like, know, or even right? even just an, even if you're just going another year or like a summer vacation or something, because you don't know if you're gonna see people the next year or you can't wait for the next time you see somebody after that yeah. whole trip, or even if you see them outside of school. So I'm excited for your new chapter and coming to visit. 
Yes, like and that's the cool anytime, part. Another place for all of us to explore and chill at, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, as much as I feel like Dustin and I don't want you to be on the West Coast, I really am right. excited because I know how well you uh, you do with people. So I'm very excited for how you build that connection with nature and you bring the people that you build that connection with to that nature. Now, I'm not saying whatever you build, I'm going to move to. Right. But I am excited to come support when it's built. Okay. And we'll all benefit in some form or another from like the expansion and the growth and just where, wherever it's. Look at Dustin. He's. <laughs> I don't like you leaving. I don't like you leaving. He's like, I don't like you leaving. <laughs> um, okay, let's go into, let's dip into one of the group questions. I'm trying to find one very specifically that just popped into, but there's so many questions. I'm so sorry if I don't catch your name because um, I'm remembering the question but not catching your name. And, you know, oh, y'all okay, didn't I found get permission it. to use names, so in case we don't use them, you know, y'all can't be mad. And and some people were very clear, like, please keep me anonymous, so don't <laughs> worry. I jotted that down. Didn't even write your name so that there's no confusion. I just wrote Anon. Um, but Jamal, right, Jamal asks, what is your superpower as a podcaster? This could be an ability you've developed in podcasting or a skill you've nurtured during your time in the field. I love that question. Timing. Yes, I agree with that for you. Be it comedic timing, be it creating space for other contributions to the conversation, which is key, be it knowing how to read the room, of essentially, as a host. And yes. that involves a, 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 having a keen sense and a... a, a a heightened awareness of timing. Mm-hmm. You have to be. You have to be in tune with like the timing of the conversation and what you put into it. So, I'm. I guess I'm a timing man. <laughs> my cape, my my suit got a clock on the front. You know, and a cape on the back of it. I'm timing man. I agree with that, and I think not only your timing, but the superpower in that is knowing when to execute the joke. When to bring it back around, you know, like he knows how to create these threads throughout the episode that just make it so funny. And even like the way that we uh, name the episode really came mm-hmm. about from Dustin's comedy because it's like he'll say these one liners <laughs> that are just so ridiculous that it's that like you just that can't has let to go be. Of. It sticks yeah. with you, so it's it like... just became a thing where it's like, okay, I have to name the episode that. Like, there's no way. <laughs> Because then people read it, pops up on their feed, and they're like, oh, God, what are they talking about today? (laughs) Asante, what's yours? What's your superpower? My superpower is uh, comfort. You know, Mm. I'm, I'm able to... I feel like whenever... We all do a great job of engaging people and making them feel comfortable, but I specifically, I feel like I... I don't want to say go out of my way, but I always make sure to connect, even if it's on like a more ratchet level with some of our guests at times. <laughs> <laughs> like in the lot, and and Dustin, he can speak to that as well when it comes to you know really relating to the guests. So I think that's one of my superpowers. I like that, and I do see that because. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm like jumping in because I just want to tack on to your answers, but on Patreon because you have your own show. I love reading the comments because people are like, oh, you know, like they feel so connected to you. Like, you know, the the people that feel most connected to you, I should say, as a host. And they finally get that opportunity to dig in a little deeper into your many eclectic interests. Right. Like <laughs> and seeing they those comments seen. about drag race and all that stuff. I was like, and they just, I, they I feel didn't even seen. know that was working for y'all out here. Yeah. So I was like, cool. And I, I love that part because I think you 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 have this niche market that feels seen and and like they have a voice and they feel spoken for, which I think is pretty awesome. And it's been cool to witness on Patreon. Thank you. Um, I call your fans. I call your fans the Tatey aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and and lend me okay. some sugar. I am okay. your neighbor. Okay. Yeah. The Tay Elliott. Um, man, what's my superpower? Uh, I Fran, think... you're a Wonder Woman. Ease. Ease. Fran is Ooh, Miss Ease. Definitely yeah. Ease, but also, interestingly enough, I would call myself the glue, too. Especially structure. 
ideas for the segments like the the way that we just I brought in like the crime zone and then we just turned that and blew that through and it's just become a thing like I'm mm-hmm. a good ideas person uh the glue that keeps everything structured and afloat and also one hell of a businesswoman like one absolutely which yes. I love about myself because the average person wouldn't catch that about me because i'm so like laid back and chill a little bit more of the slow moving one but when it comes to business (laughs) and structure and more of the like logical logistical aspects like that's why i think i shine the most you know on top of like obviously the the wellness episodes and all the different things people have um learned on the show remember early on that's something someone asked too, which I guess we can tie back into that question. Someone asked what made us switch the production style of the show. Because remember for the first, I'd say like three or four years, I would produce every week and the episodes were a little heavier, I would say. Cause we were like doing some deep excavation. <laughs> like, remember I would say some people used to be like, man, my life is hard enough. I ain't trying to listen to this, you know? <laughs> I'm here to laugh. Epigenetics. Epigenetics have people looking at their great aunties cricket. Like, <laughs> And, you, you know, know, the theater mask episode, the good mm-hmm. kid Mad City episode about, you know, <laughs> being a good kid. Like, we went deep the first half of, of, I'd say, of our career in this podcast. And it was great. But I think, like Dustin says, another superpower is understanding timing and pivoting. Mm-hmm. And I think that worked really well. But then there was a time where it felt like, okay, but there needs to be balance in several different Mm -hmm. ways. Like Mm -hmm. there needs to be levity. There needs to be playfulness. We're not all heaviness and reflection. Like those things are important, but like, where's the goofy part? Where's the silly part? Where's the fun part? And needed to make room for that so that the, the podcast could really tap into the full range of, a black person's emotions and especially a black creative in the different cities we were living. So I think it was just a natural progression um, of just understanding like how we can continue to service our audience in the best ways. And, you know, every year that you continue a podcast and are successful, you almost want to one up yourself. Like, how can mm-hmm. I improve on the Make design? This better. Yeah. yeah. How do the I improve on the design? Exactly. And I think, it has evolved beautifully because then the guys jumped in. We created the segments where they could kind of tap into their respective interests. So that opened up, that opened us to an even wider market. You know, Dustin could shine with his comedy because there was more room for that. It's hard to make jokes in an epigenetics episode. (laughs) Not hard for him. I mean, it's not hard for him, but it's a little harder because he'll find the joke, trust. But... You know, and I just think that that's just smart business. It's smart business and it's just natural evolution when you're just an open-minded person who doesn't want to stay rigid in the quote-unquote one thing you're good at, you know? So that's I how I feel about my love life. <laughs> <laughs> he said, boom, boom. <laughs> okay, let's jump back to Asante. Um, <laughs> let's see. Lauren asks, if you could produce an album for any artist, who would it be? Oh, now let's pretend. So one artist, one artist. You can't have no roster. You got to pick one artist. <laughs> That's going to be started. <laughs> Damn. Just one? Oh. Oh, my God. That's crazy. It's like impossible to pick. It's impossible. There are people I want to say, but then I actually know that I'm like, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> actually, you know pick what? Pick the first one that jumped to your mind. <laughs> well, the first, the, look, the first one that jumped to my mind was India Sean. But, you know, hey. she already, she, okay. she already got her life on life. Like, she's already talented enough. She don't need me to come in and produce with her. You know what I'm saying? I was going to say my homeboy V, who I shouted on the show a long time ago, because V oh, makes v. really dope music. Shout out to Super V, dope. V Cartier for short. If y'all need his link, hit me up for it. He makes really bomb music. So that's that. Those are my two answers. You know, I gave you a female, you know, I gave India, I gave you a male, I gave you V. So I gave you options, but I still kept it to one technically. I like it. I'm with it. <laughs> All right, Dustin, I got a heavy hitter for you. 
All right, I ain't scared. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> Lauren oh. asks, "How do Lauren you... been that? Lauren, okay, Lauren. Well, it's a lot of Laurens. It's a lot of Laurens. You oh, know, it's a common Laurens. name." <laughs> <laughs> Lauren asks, "How do you? How have you processed through heartbreak? Especially what? as a as a creative, how did you move forward and continue to work, process, create? Somebody got to keep the lights on around here, honey." So, you, you know, you gotta, no matter how bad that day is, you got to do two things. You got to get up, you got to wash your butt, and you have to go to work. <laughs> Those are the two things that you have to do every day of your life. And so you just do that, and it gets better as you go on. Okay? Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and spend time with others as much as you can. <laughs> I knew something was coming because you saw his eyes. Something some had to come. Something had to come. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> something had to come. So yes, yes, something was coming. <laughs> coming, um, a, matter of fact, coming attractions. <laughs> Let me just talk about coming attractions. Please, <laughs> please. Um, Woo! Sai Asia. Yeah, yeah. Wee <laughs> wee. <No. laughs> please don't. Saeja ah. <laughs> asked me, you have learned to fine-tune us listeners to the wellness scene as a hidden practitioner, which I love that she said that because that's actually one of my private jokes with Haas. I'm like, I'm the mm-hmm. non-practitioner practitioner. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Will you be furthering your education with a degree in psychology or a license in psychotherapy or psychiatry? I thought about it for a long time. It was always something that I felt called to. And then when Crystal was like mm-hmm. looking at schools and programs and we both had that interest and she was like telling me about the different programs. And then she was like, let's sign up. This is how much it costed it. And I like really finally had to face whether that's something I wanted to do. I realized I don't want to do it. It's almost like there's so many things that you know you could do, but it's like, but should I do that? And I realized, um, which Crystal actually tweeted about uh, maybe last week, how now that she's in the program, she's realizing that she doesn't even know if she actually wants to have a practice. She maybe just wanted the skill set, which is something that I was more interested in as well than the actual practice is just having the the knowledge to be able to like, Uh, provide that for our community in different ways as opposed to just having like the more traditional uh, one-on-one to come sit on the couch. Yeah, yeah. Like one-on-one practice, which is usually what people assume you're going to do. Um, but I, you know, I love that she's considering like wellness centers and just her like spearheading them and things of that nature. Or even like I saw a therapist recently that works in the music industry and she gives labels, um, access to her knowledge for the development and mental health of the artists because we see what's happening in the music industry. So there's so many different things you could do that definitely interested me. But I'm realizing I actually am feeling more called to my thing with nature that I'm feeling, you know, with the PNW. And I want to go to like a farm school, (laughs) which is very fair. Okay. Yeah, because to me, I think... When I think of generational wealth, we think of it in terms of currency, but I think of it in terms of knowledge as well. And knowledge that I think we've been very disconnected from because of technology and, you know, social media. More people are moving towards um, higher tech lifestyles and we're kind of... uh, that connection to the wisdom of like our grandparents, you know, and our lineage of like working with soil and the land and having um, farms and knowing how to grow your own food. You don't see that a lot. And most of us live in cities where you, you know, the most you can do is grow some basil on your windowsill, which is still exciting. (laughs) (laughs) But I think like, I would love to impart that wisdom on our community. Like I want to be that person that not only, um, knows how to grow food, but also knows the science of like where to place seeds depending on where you live in the country or in the world and in relation to the sun. You know, like I want to be that person, that old woman that is just so dope with teaching you how to sustain 
And that's what Did I see. Did you play that game on Facebook? Which one? Where oh. everybody had them farms. Hell no. That, that annoying ass deal. game. You'd get all the damn alerts from your uncles. <laughs> no, I don't want to. like some you've been interested in. I just was checking. I didn't know, you know. <laughs> but does that make sense? Like, I think we've, yeah. we've been so disconnected 000%. from that wisdom that I, like our ancestors imparted on us and a lot of people just weren't interested in because now we have all these other career paths, which is great. There's, so, there's more options, there's more things to do, but I kind of want to go back to the basics. I completely understand that and how you want to just go back to a natural, uh, more basic lifestyle. You know what you got to do, friend? Mm -hmm. Put it on the internet. <laughs> you got to put it on Instagram, friend. You're going to be farm bay. Farmer bay. Oh, I can see it now, friend. You're going to have on them them overalls with the rubber at the bottom. <laughs> and then you can be out there with the farmer tools. And then, friend, when I come, we're going to take that picture. Like, you know that picture. With well, the I overalls and said that. a little bit of dirt on our and face. And the pitchfork. Yes. And the thing. Yeah, friend. Yes. We got the shovel and the, and the pitchfork thing. We're going to do that. You are yeah. so funny. And All it right, makes sense for you, friend, because you've always mm -hmm. been into ecosystems. So, of course, you're going to take it back to the basics and yeah. Figure out how to expand, expand everyone else's ecosystem from the farming basics, from the seed. We will all B A E S I C S. Oh, basics. <laughs> farmer Bay. I can't wait. Francesca, she's Farmer Bay. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's jump back into the group questions. This one I thought was interesting. Someone said, Anon said, how do you store books, old bills, work papers, junk mail, and just general clutter while still creating a curated home and Zen space that you work from and create all of these projects from? I was like, put it wow, all in that's the so closet. specific. Shove it under the bed, <laughs> put it in a closet. Put it in your, your baby don't even know they got a room. Put it in your baby's room. For they, you good for about two years, Not you know what I'm saying? baby don't know they got a room. Yeah. <laughs> Places like that, the garage, if you have access to one of those. The backseat floor of your car, that's another place to put this for storage. Uh, yes, places like that. And oh, another place, on top of the refrigerator. That's another great place to this put a lot of junk. This is too real, though, because yeah. this sounds like my old <laughs> Um, I don't like clutter. I feel like I can't think and I can't breathe. I feel like I can't sleep. I'm just one of those people that's so <laughs> sensitive if the house is messy. It's like everything just feels off. So I have a shredder. <laughs> I can't breathe. I can't <laughs> sleep. <laughs> it's true. I'll be looking around like this says a lot about how you're feeling, girl. So I have a shredder under my desk that most paper, like old bills. Why do you have old bills? Why, you know, like, why do you need that? The only paperwork that you do need is like tax stuff, maybe, you know, because people will ask that, especially when you're moving around, you know, getting houses and apartments. So that I keep in a filing cabinet, you know, the important papers that black people always have a box for, like your birth certificate, <laughs> <Yeah>. social security, <laughs> like all of those yes. valuable documents. I have a filing cabinet in my office, but right. outside of that, everything gets shredded. And when I, and one thing too is uh, switching all your bills to digital as opposed to paperless. paper, paperless. And a lot Come of companies actually will give you like discounts. I know Verizon, Gives me like a okay. $10 discount on same. my bill. I if got I that switched, same discount. Right? That's right. So they encourage it because it's less work for them to have to send out those bills. You can just check it on your app and your account. So I would suggest going paperless for all of your bills um, and then just keeping a box or filing cabinet of the important documents that you know you can't live without. That's what I do. Like I don't the like Chinese that. food menus. <laughs> Those the are those are in that, that drawer with the with the uh, with the, the screwdriver package. and the paper clips. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and um, the duck sauce. And <laughs> my uh, my Chinese food's so good. Them menus is in my safe deposit box. <laughs> that's like that's how good the Chinese place is. I wish. Speaking of safe deposit boxes, if you have important papers, that's where you should keep them. But when that's it comes smart, to like, actually, I need one. But when it when it comes to like uh like leasing stuff, because it's funny that you said, you know, if you're looking for a new apartment, all that stuff is digital now anyway. So you True. have reason to get rid of a lot of excess paper. If you find yourself in a clutter regularly, I guess you need to pick a day out of the week to just always reset that. Because if you let that go over like two more days. Than a week. 
or yeah, a couple days because you know, especially in New York City, life happens fast. Okay, because sometimes you got to pick up and go, and sometimes the outfit ain't working, and you're handling when you get home, and then you get home, something happens. I get it. This is not judgment, but you need to reset at at least weekly, if not twice a week, just because if you let yourself go for two weeks, three weeks, whatever your capacity is, you might end up on hoarders or something, or you might just end up having a breakdown or something. You don't want to do that. So. If you don't know where to store your things, artfully, just keep moving them around. So if you just got too many books and they don't fit on the, the bookshelf, artfully put some in the the, the, uh, the bathroom, I guess. So you have some reading material. Some or baskets. In the those weed yeah. baskets that you can get on I'm, Etsy. I'm, <laughs> I don't like books in the bathroom, y'all. I don't I, have any. I think it's gross because you're pooping, yeah. touching books. It's like those worlds shouldn't coexist. So I, I ain't never understood why people keep magazines with and you. stuff in the bath. Like, why is I, that in here? Just giving them a little Marie Kondo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's mm, it. That's mm, that's mm, all. Mm, mm, uh, yeah, I get, get into it. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but also t- uh, tacking onto what Asante was saying. Because she did mention in the email that she finds herself mentally overwhelmed sometimes and, like, doesn't oh, yeah. even know where to get started. So it's clearly affecting, mm. like, her energetic hygiene. I would yeah. I would use the Pomodoro uh, method that I mentioned as a wellness segment one day where, like, give yourself 10 minutes and say, I'm going to pick up what I can in these 10 minutes, you know, yes. and do that daily so that you're not trying to do everything on the weekend when you're supposed to be resting, which is why most of us feel so overwhelmed. Daily, do a 10, 15 minute cleanup, put things around, move things around. And then by the end of the week, if you do that daily by the weekend, there's way less that you have to deal with. And I found that that method, especially with uh, COVID and quarantine, where I feel like our uh, endurance for shit has kind of dropped, <laughs> you know, like yeah, I, yeah. I get tired a little bit faster. I notice I just don't have the same amount of energy for a lot of the, the projects I have to do and take care of, whether it's like creative or home personal stuff. So the Pomodoro method has really helped me like 15 minutes of cleanup, five minute break, another 15 minutes of cleanup, five minute break, like take care of yourself and do it. There's nobody watching you that like needs you to do, like just do it at your own pace and in your own time. And and can I add to that friend Mm -hmm. before you do the Pomodoro or after the Pomodoro and you need another round, just forgive yourself for whatever you got going on in your life or, you know, whatever is keeping you down. Go take your shower, brush your teeth right quick. You know, get yourself energized, get yourself amped right. up yeah. and say, you know what? And and, and don't say I'm going to clean all this up right now. Just be like, you know what? I'm going to do what I can because I know that I can do it. I didn't start like this, so I ain't going to finish like this. And every day or every other hour or whatever, every, every so often that you think to do something, just do a little bit here and there. And then one day yeah. you're going to look and be like, well, damn, I got a really right. nice place. Like I, really, I clean up the whole living room. Like, it just really helps. Instead of trying to do every room on Saturday, <laughs> when you should yes. be out in the park getting some sun, you know? You shouldn't be worrying about your house being a mess on a Saturday. You should Period. be somewhere being a mess on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Okay? That okay. is That's right. a slogan. You hear me? Love that. Please tweet that. That's <laughs> As Oprah would say, tweet, tweet. So <laughs> actually, here's one for the both of you. So Maya says, my son is 15 and he came out to me this year. I tried to speak to him about it, but he shut down. I am in no hurry for him to be dating or to be sexually active, but I do want him to be safe. He's an Aries that can go from zero to 100 in 10 seconds. So how did you wish your parents approached you on this subject? Uh, at all. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I, would say, I would say they've approached me, period, about this subject. But, For real. You know, um, I think that this is simply, it's just a teenager issue. It's not like about, right. his, That's real. it's not connected to his sexuality. It's not connected to any of those things. He's 15. Nobody that's 15 wants to speak freely and openly about, you know, their emotions mm-hmm. and, and feelings like that, that they are sort of still t- trying to understand themselves and probably some embarrassment attached to it as well. Right. Then you add in the layer of him having, you know, a sexuality that thank God times are different today. And it's, it's a lot more, um, it's a lot more discussed now, you know what I mean? And it's not something that's so taboo and, and 
and th- that you're that afraid of talking about. But it's still, you know what I'm saying, a circumstance. So just handle them with care. Handle them just like you would any other 15-year-old. You're going to have those, those sort of conversations about sex and dating anyway. Right. Um, this is just is going to be done his own way. And I would just really take my time with it and just make sure that he knows that you love him and mm-hmm. that you're going to love him forever and that y'all just going to make it through all this. That's all you got to do. And then just take it day by day and kick it. That's it. Oh, my heart. Mama Maya, you're a cool mom because you listen to this show. So I'm glad we're here. Oh. I came out to my mom at 15, 16. Like, ah. that, I, 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 I told her it was April Fool's and she was like, yeah, okay. Really? That's how you told her? <laughs> yes, it was so <laughs> dumb. It was, the, it was so, when I tell you, my mom, she had gay friends. So she was kind of like, uh, I get, like, I'm sure one of them was already like, Miss D, your son, a little sweet. Like, I'm sure somebody had to have right. said that at some point. So the, the time I finally did it and then I like tried to take it back, I think she got from that that I didn't care to talk to her about it. And she was mm. just not in my business. Like me and my mom, well, actually, you know what? My mom trusts me like a lot. Like, she's always trusted me. I think she's always known me to be smart. So I think she once she realized that I was gay and I decided to come out to her with it, she just was like, I think she just decided to let me have it my way because she had mm. gay friends that she could have taken me to talk to or whatever. And we didn't do any of that. And I don't take it as a sign of she didn't care or anything like that because my mom cared. She was always like, you know, be safe. Don't be out of past this time or you can't go nowhere or whatever. But when it came to, like, living my life, she's always just wanted me to be happy. So as long mm. as your son knows that you want them to be happy they're not going to be worried about, you know, you making sure that they're being safe because they're still going to have to go out there and learn dangers and everything on their own. And at 15, I know that sounds super scary because they hopefully they're not doing anything crazy. But you just have to trust that you've already grown them. Uh, they came out to you, so they trust you. But So you've mm. raised them appropriately. Some people don't have that level of trust with their parents. So don't lay it on too thick. Don't start coming in with the honey, sister, girl, child. Just don't be crazy. <laughs> oh, no. This is your... This literally just is your baby, and they're growing up, and this is just another part of that. So, congratulations to you for having a gaby. A gaby. I always wanted to use that word. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> All right. So, Keem asks, "How do you handle getting noticed in public?" <laughs> um, you say what's up. I love when I see normal. people that listen to the show. Like, I think it's so dope. Because that is literally how we eat. Right. And so I look forward to the opportunity to say thank you. So I, I love that. I'm fine with that part. Yeah. Shout out to Sarah with an H. Um, I actually ran into her on the street the other day. And she was like, I just listened to the the Target bonus episode. I'm like, thank you, girl. We just put that out. We had like a whole <laughs> moment in the street. It's always like I'm seeing somebody from the friend zone when I see one of y'all. So literally. It's, it's great every time. I love it. I mean, every time I've bumped into y'all... Y'all is y'all know how I am at this point if you've been following me for so many years. So y'all are so gentle with me. You know, like people come up to me like, hi, is it okay if I hug you? And you're just like very soft with me, which I appreciate. Um, you know, obviously there's a, a couple people that aren't, but that's very rare. But for the most part, uh you're just so sweet and we usually end up crying or something mushy, <laughs> like and talking about life and the impact of the show, the impact of my YouTube, just really beautiful conversations. And it's rare that it's a um, a convo in passing. I feel like anytime we bump into someone, it ends up being just like this endless conversation. And there are a lot of you that I have connected with like deeply, like it, where I like there's a couple of you that I would actually consider friends, which is so mm-hmm. cool because it's yeah. been so many years of us going back and forth online. Then I see you at events or you come to everything. And and then it's like we just know each other. We hang out, you know, like I think it's so cool. There's certain people that you just build that connection with. And, and I have been able to do that with a few of you, which has been really cool to me. Dope. Um, Let's see what's another one. See how these questions are like all super good. Let's do a a, a, a funnier one. Well, I don't know if this is funny, but <laughs> Asia asks, "What is your sexiest vacation moment?" <laughs> Hashtag sorry, um, Target. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, uh, yeah. Can't tell that story on this show. <laughs> But but definitely, I love vacation. Mm-hmm. I tell you this: 
I love vacation. Period. Don't love you feel it. like you're finer when you're on vacation? Yeah, especially after that second or third day, tan kicks in. Come on. Oh, my God. That's exactly like, what I mean. Like, that tan, and then you're relaxed, so you're just, like, in a different headspace. You're eating good. Then, mm. Like, let's just say, like, Tulum, for example, right? It's like a jungle, like, sexy vibe, period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, the beach area, is, is, there's just, like, one street. And so you literally just walk down this one street where all the hotels are on the side of the beach. And then on the other side of the street, it's nothing but like, you know, restaurants, uh, bars, clubs, um, shops. Um, and it's just very sexy, especially at night once they light all the torches. Yes. In the Why do we have the same uh, visual? The lights at night. Fan. Uh, that that like slight breeze that makes your clothes oh kind of float when you walk. <laughs> and come off. So yes, that that is a great, great, great feeling. I hope that uh, it's, it's sufficient. Right. Mm-hmm. Asante's like pass. Mm-hmm. Pass. Uh, Shauna asks, "Tell us about your first real date. Where did you go? What did you do? Was it fun or terrible?" <clears throat> One of the first dates I went on as an adult, right? Because that's when dates start, like, you know, a real date. I was going to say that, too. That's where mine starts, at least. (laughs) I went, how can I say this without saying who the person is? Because they were, so I went on a date with somebody who was, um, I can't tell the story because people (laughs) know who the person is. So I can't tell the story. People, people from Detroit would know who the person was. Mm. So I can't tell the story, but I went on a date with somebody in the city of Detroit that knew a lot about the city mm. and um and knew like great spots to take me to. And so that was my first, that was my introduction to like dating, you know. I feel you. <laughs> in that le- on that level where you like actually go to like intentional dating, where you go places that are nice. Um, and interesting you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah that's how I learned how to do all that (laughs) the first (laughs) time I went (laughs) this is so embarrassing the first time I went on a date I actually was taking someone to a restaurant I had never been to before it was like I was like oh you know I'll come pick you up this whole thing ah this is so cute I'm blushing like it was me (laughs) so You know, it was a steakhouse, which I love to this day. But like, Come you know, uh, I love steakhouse. You know, a fancy international type of steakhouse, Ooh. which I love. And, and this was Wait, like was the it, home was it a a churrascaria, like Brazilian? No, no but oh, you know, I, like, I love I'm me like, some of that. Look, that fogo, bomb. I love me all that. Yeah, you know, that's what I was that. gonna say. I thought that's fogo, yeah, fogo to shout. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it wasn't that which I love. It was a it was a Japanese steakhouse, and you know how they do like the uh, the towel service and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know, we like 20, 22. Well, this is what the this taste. is the time that I like. <laughs> we're at this young age. Well, I felt like that was such a young age at that time. <laughs> In this restaurant. And this woman comes by and like hands us towels and stuff. And oh, no. me and my date both, me and my date both kind of looked at each other. And then the woman whispered in my ear. She said, "Because I, I guess she could realize because I was dating someone uh, like way more feminine when I was younger, which was fine. You know, I, I love feminine guys too. But mm-hmm. it was so funny because the woman leaned over into my ear and she was like." You're supposed to take the towels, and so then she leaned back over, and I was like, "I was like, take a towel." That is so bomb. She looked out for the kids. She did. Shout I out realized to her. now after saying that she realized that I was paying from the jump because I make the reservation and all that. But at first, I was like, "I didn't know how she told me to take that," but I realized that now. She was but yeah, trying to make you very look sexy. embarrassing. Because <laughs> I also did not, I could not read the, uh, the prices on the menu. <laughs> that was yeah one of my first experiences but luckily i had it like luckily i was young and i just had money because you know i wasn't spending it all crazy i was like oh you know i'm gonna just work 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 and so i treated myself to this and i was like, i'm gonna take somebody out you know what i'm saying i've been doing good i'm looking good Come good. On. and i was just like everything is on and it really was on that night That's so i cute. can tell you a, a quick story mm-hmm. that i've actually told on the show before about a cool date right so one time I was in New Orleans and I had met someone um, while I was in New Orleans and um, 
So we ended up like meeting up again. Like we met out or whatever, right? And then the next day, we got on the phone and shit. And we met up. Long story short, we ended up meeting up at like one o'clock in the morning. I literally left a nightclub to go hang out with this person. And so they picked me up. We got in the car, and literally from like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning until the sun was up, we rolled around New Orleans. Show me like where the levees broke. Show me like just New Orleans local spots. We went and parked by like the water. We were not even supposed to be back there because all that was closed. It was literally the middle of the night. We went back there and parked and like smoked. You know, it was just like a great. <laughs> That I, I will never forget. I still remember the songs that were playing. I remember all of that. Like I'll never That's forget that moment. Best. And that, yeah, that was a really, really dope special moment. So shout out to New Orleans and shout out to that person. <laughs> I remember. I still remember you telling that story. So even how you are now is just like then. Asante. Let's see which one. Wow. So Travis asks, I remember you were interested in coding. Have you started on this yet? No. I, I started and I stopped and I started and I stopped again. Coding <laughs> is like the most basic thing. And when you deal with them, like very, very basic things, it's just starting from scratch and I can't do it every day. It's so annoying I have coding books that I just literally I'm, I'm trying to like passively uh, become interested in it again but to answer your question no maybe one day I will re I will be reinvigorated with the power to say I can do this and reprogram my mind but <laughs> I had to give that I, like New York City living I couldn't do that I couldn't concentrate but I'm gonna be able to upgrade some things so maybe I'll double back to that shout out to you Travis they said that's where the money resides, so they were making sure that you stuck to the plan. <laughs> Look, I, I I know, okay, and and I see why that's where the money resides. <laughs> we going, <laughs> <laughs> not the little dance. Um, let's see one for because you had a lot of people asking you, Dustin. Okay, so creator asks would you ever write a book or do a series like your this is a story segment and also will you ever bring that back to the show no it's not coming back to the show in that form but there is a new segment that i'm going to introduce soon so stay tuned and i am going to write a book but it's not going to be a novel mm. so just let that sit with you that's it <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you um, Travis asked me, are you truly over singing and being a part of the music industry? No, I'm never over singing. Um, maybe in the traditional sense of like, I'm an artist and I'm going to grind to try to have an artist career. I would, I have no interest in that, but I'm always working on music. I just, it's not anything that's mine. You know, I have a lot of incredible artist friends that I'm surrounded by and tapped in with that I do like little things here and there for, whether it's mm -hmm. providing background vocals, providing mm -hmm. words, lyrics, thoughts, concepts, creative direction, um, whatever it is, I'm always in that world and always in that frequency because it's just a big part of me. So I'm never not doing it. I'm just not doing it, um, like I said, in the more traditional sense, nor do I have any interest in that because the music industry is a mess. I mean... <laughs> Y'all seeing these festivals is just like, what is happening? <laughs> like, the industry is I don't so even BS. think I fit in. Yeah, it's just, it's a wild time. And and I honor the different eras of music. You know, people are going to like what they like. I like there being something for everybody. Um, but I also just feel like I, I like making it the way I'm making it, where it's more just for me and the people I love. And if it turns into anything else outside of that, if I, you know, want to expand I have the access, the resources, and the platform to do that, which is really cool because I don't have to start from scratch. So we'll see. Like I said, I'm we not gonna, rigid. I'm open we to We're going to build everything. a studio in your farm. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know we're going to have one because you know who. So <laughs> Okay. Farmhouse Records. Hello. So let's go back to one of the group questions. Ayana who goes by while I write and she's one of my favorite people on Twitter. Yes. You know, she's like 
so funny on Twitter. She says, how have your career goals shifted as the podcast has grown and evolved? Are there projects and career paths that you're looking to take on now that prior to the podcast you had never thought about? Absolutely. Every, nothing was the same. <laughs> Everything has changed. I had I thought that I knew what I wanted to do, and I now know that I had no idea. <laughs> um, That's so real. And so, seriously, and so uh, my eyes have opened. I'll just put it to you like that. So, yes, everything looks different. The goals have changed. Um, the execution has changed. The approach has changed. The desires have changed. The taste level has changed. The um, effort has changed. Everything has changed. So it's just all different. I want to do so many more things now than I originally thought I did. That's the best way for me to answer that question. I totally agree. I feel like I, one thing that I have gained interest in because I've done this podcast is production. You know, mm -hmm. I never really saw myself as like an executive or more of a mm -hmm. background person, even though when you're coming up in this field, you do everything. You're your PR, mm -hmm. your editor, <laughs> your, you know, everything. the creative, but also the one handling the money until you can have a team and, and delegate those different roles. So I can do all of it, but I think what this show in particular has shown me is a strength of mine is like I'm a really good content producer and ideas person, and it's making me want to... Uh, expand on what that looks like, what that means, and honestly pour into up-and-coming creatives. I see a lot of really talented people that just don't have the access, the resources, mm -hmm. or the community to really move how they want to move. And mm -hmm. we've been so blessed, you know, financially, um, even just networking-wise and where we've been able to position ourselves in this field, and I want to pay it forward. And y'all know ecosystem, like that's what I'm looking at outside of like farmer Bay, <laughs> but also <laughs> I still want to be in the digital space, but just not at the forefront. As far as me, Fran, I want to kind of mm -hmm. hide under a company, pour money into that and just use that to fuel creatives. That's like one of my long-term goals. Cause I'm, you know, I'm hitting 40. I want to kind of fall back a little bit. Mm. I would like to say, I am a great connector. Um, prior to this, working in a restaurant, I always knew I was great at customer service. I was always a great people person. But when it comes to actually connecting um, ideas, audiences, opportunities, things like that, I'm great at connecting things. Because I've always talked Very. to people over the years that didn't know how they were going to do one thing or make it make sense with another. And I've always been able to, to just randomly tell people, it doesn't have to make sense. And then they're like, you're right. And that's how it makes sense. And then even in our situation with us all coming, having different personalities and different things that we wanted to do being on this show, it was a great connection. So I have learned that I am a great connector. And honestly, I should have said that that was my superpower earlier. But then I wasn't <laughs> stealing yours, friend, because you said you'd glue. So. No, yes. I mean, hey, we all do But it is do. your superpower. Because look how you just connected what you was talking about <laughs> to what you talked about in the beginning with okay. the superpowers. <laughs> so that you can. You can cruise to the connect the dots. And the last group question before we get out of here comes from Jade. And no, it's not Jade of all Jade. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, uh, 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 if this is about Trill and the BBL, to I have yeah. to get out of here. Jade asks... Uh, is there a time limit on the podcast? And it's funny because people were like, we expect you to do this from the retirement home, just so you know. <laughs> but is there a time limit on the podcast? Is the plan to someday end it? And will you tell us so we can prepare? I'm telling y'all nothing. I'm not telling you if there's a plan to end it. I'm not telling you Anything, I, I I speak for all three of us when I say that we ain't answering that question. Oh, Dustin. Much. What's that country Thank song you. where just they're enjoy, like, Just enjoy the be, experience as a listener. Be. Right. Okay, sarah, sarah. Just enjoy the show. You know what I'm saying? If there's ever any information y'all need, we will be the first ones to give it right. to you. Yeah. Don't you don't ever you have don't to hear ask us from about nobody else but you us. Know? And we would so never in the meantime, just enjoy. Because a lot mm -hmm. of people are writing in, like, are y'all gonna ghost us? And it's like, no, like, trust me. We know what we're it's doing. Because you move, friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? People are like, wait a minute. <laughs> it, look, it didn't help that I was talking about. It didn't help. I was looking at rent in other places, and I was like, look, Philly looking nice, y'all. I don't know. But the beauty is, we can do it from anywhere. So it's like, 
Yeah. Anywhere that's the forever. blessing of what Look, we do. And that's anywhere, it. even the retirement home, even separate <laughs> retirement homes. <laughs> Could you imagine? That would be so funny. But that's it. That's it for the questions, at least the ones that I felt would create a good episode today. Like I said, we had so many questions that we can literally do more of these. If you guys enjoyed them, let us know and we will keep it rocking. Maybe that'll just be one of those wild card. Remember we used to do the wild card episodes, just kind of throw yes. something different here and there. This could be one yes. of those things similar to like the crime zone and all that. So that's as long it. As y'all have for sense it. when y'all send in questions. Well, at least not in the partnership episodes. You know? look, look, <laughs> we might play, in- we might play a little more with you, you know, a little more edge and the other ones, but with this one, we had to keep it cool. So, that's it for this week's episode. As always, thank you for producing this week's episode. Y'all are amazing. Shout out to y'all. People were like, can I put this on my resume that I produced an episode <laughs> of The Friend Zone? <laughs> no, but thank you. We appreciate you. We love you so much. Yes. As always, thank you for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Shout out Target. Bye. Thank you, Target. Hashtag, sorry, Target.